You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan side of network. Today's episode is brought to us by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Timberwolves game day. The Wolves are in Dallas this evening to take on the Dallas Mavericks for the second time in two days in a home and home against uh, against the Mavericks. Of course, the Wolves winning by six points on Sunday. Since Sunday, a lot of additional negative news has broken regarding health and safety protocols and the availability of a few Timberwolves players. So we're going to get into that, spend quite a bit of time on that. And then also uh, the potential replacements, or I guess the confirmed replacements to this point for some of the Wolves players that will be unavailable. Also some issues for the Mavericks in terms of availability on Tuesday as well uh, for some of their key players. So in what has become just a completely upended NBA season over the past week to 10 days, uh, we're going to see uh, kind of the uh, those that play out very directly in, in terms of the Timberwolves and the Mavericks on Tuesday. So we'll talk about all that on the show. I also want to hit... Um, on Jared Vanderbilt specifically, who is, I guess, if you missed this, he is one of the players out with health and safety protocol or because of health and safety protocol issues. I want to dig a little bit more into his season to this point. I uh, spent some time on him last week with the Dennis Rodman comparison, but I want to talk a little bit more around uh, how unique Vando's season has been to this point. So that's all upcoming on the show. Uh, first of all, thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. Remember, the show is free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms from Apple to Google, Spotify to the all new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. Okay, so the big news in terms of health and safety protocol or, or players absent, I should say, due to health and safety protocols related to COVID 19. Um, on of course, uh, the last two games, Anthony Edwards has missed. So his Torian Prince, for that reason, could have been, it was possible that he could have returned, that those players could have returned to play on Sunday. That didn't happen. And now, as early as Monday afternoon, the Timberwolves uh, PR tweeted out that both players will be out Tuesday as well. So no Prince, no Anthony Edwards for the third consecutive game. For the second consecutive game, no Josh Okogie. He was ruled out late, uh, shortly before the game on Sunday. And now the news that came down early on Monday that was first reported, I believe it was Sham Sharani of The Athletic and Stadium that reported this initially, but now the Wolves have confirmed it. Jared Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly, two starters and arguably the two best defenders on the Timberwolves roster, are both out for the game Tuesday as well. That means five players, really on any given night, four of whom are in the, the nine-man rotation, are out. No Patrick Beverly, no Anthony Edwards, no Jared Vanderbilt, no Josh Okoge, no Torian Prince on Tuesday, all for health and safety protocol reasons. So the Wolves, uh, the NBA passed some, I don't have the exact uh, language in front of me, but basically the NBA passed some some tweaks to the rosters where teams are now allowed to get this hardship exemption. Similar, there's always been a hardship exemption, of course, of a team. I think it's like if they have like less than 10 players available that they can prove that they, hey, look, we don't have more guys than this due to injury in a normal, you know, pre back pre-COVID um, a couple of years ago and, and prior. And now there's this COVID exception. Normally you can't sign players to 10 day deals for another several weeks this early in the season. Typically it's not a thing. Now you can't because of the hardship exemption due to COVID. Um, so the Timberwolves 
have, uh, well, I guess setting that aside for a moment, they have called up officially Nathan Knight and McKinley Wright the fourth, both two-way players. They called them both up from the G League. McKinley Wright has only appeared in one game this year for the Wolves and was only really active early in the season. Nathan Knight's bounced back and forth quite a bit and actually saw rotation minutes just last week for the Wolves uh, when they were a little bit shorthanded but uh, had been sent back to Iowa and was actually with the team in Vegas for the G League uh, road trip. But both players have been called up. They'll be in uniform apparently on Tuesday. That fills two of those spots. The Timberwolves, um, I believe, are actually required to fill two more spots because of how shorthanded they are and the way that this all, uh, I think it's a requirement actually, with the way that this all came down. So the team has not confirmed this, uh, but it was reported first by Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN that the Wolves would be signing Chris Silva off the G League roster. Of course, Chris Silva was on the training camp roster and appeared in the exhibition season for the Timberwolves. We'll talk more about him in a minute. And then that would leave still one spot to be filled. It, it's interest, It will be interesting to see what they do with this. Um, Isaiah Miller would be a candidate. He, of course, has played extremely well. We've talked about him on the show quite a bit this year. I, he's a favorite of mine going back to summer league. And, uh, but he's a, you know, defensive minded point guard, uh, you know, only like six feet tall. I don't really know that he makes sense from a roster balance perspective, right? I mean, no Beverly, no Edwards. Sure. But Beverly, Beverly is the only true point guard you're missing. You've already called it McKinley, Wright, So I don't know that, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know that Isaiah Miller makes a ton of sense. Maybe it's Brian Bowen, who of course has NBA experience was on a two way with the Pacers, uh, last year, even I believe, and, and was in training camp and on the summer league roster as well. It's unclear. There aren't really any other names out there. There's other veteran options. I mean, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, of course, was in training camp with the Wolves last year and uh, and uh, you know, on the team early in the season, ultimately played with Portland. He would be an option in terms of a veteran option that can duplicate some of what, uh, and this is just me talking. I don't think there's really a rumor connected to this, but I think he could replicate some of what you're missing with no Jared Vanderbilt, no Patrick Beverly in terms of defensive activity, those, those extra peripheral, you know, do stuff statistics that he could provide. I think that he would be a solid option uh, if the Wolves needed to, uh, or if they do go that route, if they go the veteran route, instead of adding somebody additional from the G League. Um, I don't know that outside of Brian Bone, there's really any other options on the Iowa Wolves roster, unless they do go with Isaiah Miller, who can do some of those things. He just is is a bit of a different, uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't shoot from the outside. His offensive game is centered around offensive rebounding and scoring in the paint, which is nice. I just don't know that he fits what you need with this role, as much as I'd love to see him get an opportunity. So it'll be interesting to see, and who knows, by the time this posts, maybe, uh, maybe there will be some additional news on that. But expect the Wolves to potentially make another move before the game Tuesday night in Dallas. Um, I wanna, next, I want to dig in on Chris Silva just a little bit, and we talked about him back in the preseason, but just briefly compare him to Jared Vanderbilt, why there's some similarities there. And uh, Silva's history, you know, he has, uh, what does he have, like 50 or 60 games or so? Yeah, 59 total games under his belt at the NBA level. And what he's done so far this year in the G League uh, and and what we could possibly expect from him if he does get the opportunity to play some rotation minutes on Tuesday in Dallas. So we'll do that. Then we'll look at Wolves-Mavs, uh, the matchup, of course, the rematch from the game on Sunday. So we'll get into all that here in just a second. And uh, that's how we'll that's how we'll wrap up the show today. First, though, before we get into all that, Let's talk about the title sponsors of today's program, and that, of course, is our friends at Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, 
or simply may have forgotten about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there whenever you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so that you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash NBA Could save you thousands per year. Truebill.com slash NBA. Let's also talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football seasons continue in the March to the playoffs. Just three weeks left of the NFL season. Uh, plus, of course, basketball is now more than a third of the way through the regular season schedule. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football to basketball, NHL to boxing and UFC, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021, the, the last couple of weeks here in 2021, as well as 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's look at Chris Silva. So Silva's, uh, this is his third year at the NBA level. He's a little bit of a, of a late bloomer. Um, he is, I believe he's 25. Uh, I'm going to confirm that make sure I'm not crazy, but I believe he's 25. He, of course, started his career with the Miami Heat. Um, and actually, uh, yeah, he just turned 25. Started his career with the Miami Heat and actually played a little bit in the rotation as they went to the playoffs. This was the bubble season, 2019 to 20. Of course, the COVID hiatus, they come back uh, late summer and he plays in the bubble a little bit for them. Only averaged eight minutes a game, but got into 44 minutes or 44 games, I should say, for a good Miami team. Started the season with them last year, ended up in Sacramento, played just 15 games total between the two teams last season. And now he spent most of this year in the G League. Um, the G League numbers this season in terms of per game, uh, with the Iowa Wolves, 12 games, all starts, 15.1 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game. Um, so basically 15 and 10, 1.8 assists, 0.8 blocks. The block rate of 3.2 is nice. Uh, the, the rebound rate of 19.3 is very good. The assist rate, uh, you know, nothing too much to write home about. He turns the ball over quite a bit uh, for a guy who doesn't get very many assists. But he's also got a fairly high usage rate, again, in the G League. We're not going to see that for him in the NBA, it would be something. And again, I don't think he's going to play. I mean, Vanderbilt played what 38 minutes on Sunday. Chris Silva's not going to step in and play 38 minutes for the Wolves on Tuesday. He may not play at all. Uh, but if they do choose to give him rotation minutes as a guy with NBA experience, a 25 year old, who's not, you know, uh, he's not an undrafted rookie who's never played before. They may give him some rotation minutes. And you look at what he's done across 59 games, in the NBA, again, limited minutes per game. Uh, but there are some similarities between what he can provide uh, from on a rate based uh, on a, on a, in terms of rate, rate based numbers over 59 games as to what we've seen from Jared Vanderbilt. So I want to compare some of those real quickly here, just to kind of build a picture for what Silva, and it's very easy to go find all the G league games are on YouTube. Um, so you can go find Chris Silva highlights very easily, or just go watch entire Iowa Wolves games. If you want to break this down a little further before his career for Jared Vanderbilt, he's a he has a 17.6 rebound percentage this year. He's 18.1% Silva at his NBA career, 19.6% rebound rate. And as I mentioned so far this year in the G League, 18.9%. So actually a little bit higher than what Vando's done both this season and for his career. Assist rate also just a little bit higher. Block rate, Vando this year, 3.2% for his career, 3.3%. Chris Silva in 59 NBA games, 6.1% block rate, which is just insane. Um, and for his 
G League career, or I should say this season in the G League, 3.2%. So right in line with, with Vando, the exact same number as Vando this year at the NBA level. Um, so block rate the same, rebound rate slightly better. And actually, if you NBA numbers, block rate a little bit better. The assist rate I talked about wasn't very high. It's still better for his career slightly than Jared Vanderbilt for whatever that's worth. Um, there are a lot of similarities in terms of his defensive profile. Rebound rate, steal rate, block rate. Um, oh, I guess I didn't mention steal rate. So this year, Vando's at a 3% steal rate, 2.8% overall. Silva's for an NBA career, just 1.1%. So he's far more, you're a little bit more traditional in terms of staying down low, blocking shots. He's going to be jumping passing lanes a little bit less. He's not necessarily going to be quite the same in terms of his versatility on the perimeter. He's a little bit bigger bodied, a little bit wider than Jared Vanderbilt. So he's going to be more effective down low on the glass blocking shots, whereas Vando can extend out to the perimeter comfortably against many fours, many threes, occasionally some twos, um, and has some shortcomings down low when he plays against bigger players. Strength was a little bit of an issue with him coming out of college. He's built that up a little bit. Chris Silva, that's less of an issue. Um, He's roughly the same height. He may even be a little bit shorter than Vando. I think he's listed an inch shorter, Uh, but again, a little bit thicker and can be a little bit better down low than Vando, just won't quite extend out to the perimeter as successfully as Vanderbilt can do. So all that to say, there are some similarities and it makes sense that they would pick him, somebody who's playing really well in the G League for Iowa, to hopefully backfill some of Vanderbilt's vacated minutes on Tuesday. And and hopefully, obviously, um, and obviously we hope, first of all, for the health of Vanderbilt, that he's coming through this okay, as well as the rest of the Wolves and everybody else on the on the COVID list or out due to health and safety protocols. Um, but hopefully this is just a one, you know, maybe max two-game absence, and so maybe he misses Thursday's game. But Chris Civil will get a 10-day deal most likely. And again, the team hasn't officially announced this. We still don't know who the other addition is going to be for the Wolves. So we'll see how that all shakes out on Tuesday. Um, quickly, I want to look at Vanderbilt and his season so far. I'll start talking about it now. We'll finish it here at the end of the show. Um, but I, I made the comparison. I think this was a little over a week ago, maybe early, early last week on, on one of the shows, uh, was the, the comparison between Jared Vanderbilt and Dennis Rodman. And this was an article, one of our writers at Dunkin' with Wolves had, had written something about this. And I, I, I took it a little bit further. I played it out a little bit more because there's certainly also some differences, obviously, between the Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman and and fourth-year NBA player Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, but at this stage in their respective careers, in their you know third or fourth year, Vando's like three years younger than Rodman was, and he's generally better in almost every category. But the one area that that for his career, Rodman was significantly better was rebounding. I mean, he, he like a quarter of available rebounds for his career, he was grabbing. Uh, a quarter of the rebounds on the floor, Dennis Rodman was grabbing. Jared Vanderbilt, uh, not quite to that level. As I mentioned a little bit ago, he's roughly 18% this season, a little over 18% total rebound rate. Um, uh, here's the exact number. Rodman's career number was 23.3%. Vanderbilt's career number is 17.6%. But what's really different is Vanderbilt's steal rate. He has a 3% steal rate this season, 2.8% for his career. Rodman, um, never was in that same category at all. He was typically around like 1%. Um, And this season, if you look at the NBA as a whole, Andre Drummond and Jared Vanderbilt are the only two players in the league that are in the top 30 in total rebound rate, steal rate, and block rate. So three pretty significant defensive categories. Now, total rebound rate obviously lumps in offensive rebounds as well. And I guess I could isolate it to defensive rebound rate, and I'm sure it would have been basically the same story. The only other players that even sniff that or like are in two of the three categories, Jokic, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, but they both fall off when it comes to uh, when it comes to steal rate a little bit. Go, I mean, they're both good, right? They're both like in the one and a half to one point seven percent steal rate, whereas uh, Vanderbilt this year is three percent. Um, so you look at this thing as a whole: top thirty in rebound rate, steal rate, block rate. Vanderbilt, Andre Drummond, 
uh, obviously Andre Drummond's not getting out on the perimeter. He's not switchable. He's not guarding on the perimeter anywhere near uh, to, to what Vando can do. Drummond is obviously a very good player for, for Philadelphia, but um, what Vanderbilt is able to do defensively and be versatile, have the same skill set to be able to guard threes and fours in pick and roll game and get back in transition and get chase down blocks and, you know, do what he does on offense in terms of playing in the dunker spot and be a good pick and roll, uh, you know, option, a decent pick and roll option at times. But then on defense, he can still, to some extent, bang down low. He can get some block shots. He can, uh, you know, jump passing lanes and get steals. He can sneak up on guys. Uh, we talked about this, the Rodman-esque ability to get steals in the backcourt, sneak up on guys, you know, at midcourt and get steals unexpectedly. And, uh, you know, pull down defensive rebounds. It's just a very intriguing skill set that fits today's game perfectly. And he's like Rodman, but with less rebounding and more steals, uh, I think is probably at this stage. And again, very early Vando's, I mean, extremely young still. I mean, we're, he's what, he doesn't turn 23 until April 3rd. Um, and here we are making Dennis Rodman comparisons. Uh, but there are things there that, that you could definitely see. Um, in terms of in terms of similarities between the two players, and again, uh, you know, if he ups that rebound rate just a little bit and keeps that steal rate up there, I mean, we are talking. Patrick Beverly was campa- campaigning for this on Twitter a little bit uh, last week. I mean, the Vanderbilt for a first team defense is not insane at this stage, uh, so that's something we'll uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on as this year rolls on. If he can stay top thirty in those three key categories, it'd be amazing. Um, okay. I want to close the show real quickly with the uh, with the, a peek ahead at the Mavs. You know who's out for the Mavs. Also, just peeking back very quickly at Sunday's game and what to expect on Tuesday, and then we'll wrap the show here for today. Uh, first, though, let's talk about our friends over at Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks per month per line so your family can share all the insights and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful might you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See boostmobile.com for details. Okay. So we talked a little bit about uh, Timberwolves health and safety protocols issues coming into the game Tuesday. So no Patrick Beverly, no Anthony Edwards, no Josh Kogi, no Torian Prince, no Jared Vanderbilt. Yes, there'll be McKinley Wright. Yes, there will be Nathan Knight. And yes, there should be Chris Silva and probably one other player. Dallas, they already had a long injury list slash health and safety protocol list uh, coming into uh, a Sunday's loss to the Timberwolves. Um, but I mean, Chris Stapp's Porzingis went down with what was at the time the Mavericks broadcast reported as a sore foot on Sunday. Now they're calling it a toe injury. He's questionable by Tuesday, according to the Mavs. Luka Doncic is, of course, still out with the ankle issue. This will be, I believe, his fifth consecutive, maybe sixth consecutive missed game. Maxi Kluber played uh, and played significant minutes for the Mavs on Sunday and guarded Towns for chunks of the game. He is now in health and safety protocols. So the Mavs are going to be short at least, what were they short Sunday? Five rotation guys, maybe six? They're going to be short at least seven rotation guys, maybe eight in this game um, on Tuesday. So it's it's really going to be, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than, I mean, both teams are going to be missing half of their normal rotation, but here we are. We're going to play a game in Dallas on Tuesday night, hopefully, uh, and uh, 
I don't know. It's not, it's really hard to kind of look at this thing and handicap it based on Sunday because Sunday was so weird. And now we're looking at, um, you know, running this thing back in another weird situation with weird rotations. Um, so it's very hard to like, to, to sit here and be like, Oh, here's what to expect from Wolves Mavs on Tuesday. But, uh, you know, what we saw on Sunday was kind of what we expected going into that game regardless, even though it was kind of a sloppy game, the Timberwolves were able to hold their own in the glass. I think they were minus four for the game on the glass, which was important against Dallas. Uh, they, they ran the Mavs off the three point line. It, we talked about this before the game Sunday, uh, that the, or I guess maybe this was more in the post game after the, after the game Sunday, but the Mavs are top five in the league in three point attempts per game, but their bottom like eight in three point, or actually I think they're bottom five in percentage from outside the arc, which is very much what the Wolves have been all season. Although Minnesota is now still number, I think they're back to number two in three point attempts per game. Um, but they're now up to 20th in percentage and the Wolves made their threes. They were 43% from three. And the Mavs were 29% from three in this game on Sunday. And that was actually a credit to Minnesota's defense. They actually did a pretty good job running the Mavs off the line, contesting, um, and and closing out under control on the perimeter and not getting beat too often on on sloppy closeouts, which is, has been a problem at times throughout the season. So the rebound battle, defending without fouling, which did not happen on Sunday, by the way, and was a big reason why the Mavs were in this game. They hit their first 21 free throws. Well, the Wolves actually missed quite a few free throws third, fourth quarter in this game when they could have probably put this thing away earlier or put that game away earlier. Um, so, you know, defend without fouling, do what you did on the three-point line at both ends of the floor on Sunday, Hold your own on the glass. You can you can live with being a minus four against a team that should probably beat you on the glass, especially with no Jared Vanderbilt. If the Wolves can manage to only be like a minus four, minus five on the glass for this game, they're probably going to be in pretty good shape. Um, of course, no Luca, no Kleber, no Reggie Bullock, all those guys, no, potentially no Chris Stapps, Porzingis for the Mavericks. The Wolves, yeah, they don't have Edwards and they don't have their two best defenders in Beverly and Vanderbilt, but at least as of this recording and knock on all the wood you can find, um, they should have Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell I mean, arguably their two best players or two of their best three players at the very least. They should have Malik Beasley, their fourth best scorer. So expect the Wolves to be favored in this game, even though it's on the road. They're probably going to be a two, three point favorite, um, you know, coming off. They're still on this four game winning streak. They're back to 500 at 15 and 15. They jumped over the Mavericks after beating them Sunday in the Western Conference. Uh, they jumped over them in the conference standings. They're now number eight. And uh, this is this is a game that the Wolves, frankly, should win on Tuesday. But who knows? Between the time I'm recording this late on Monday and the time that you're listening to this and the time the games happens, who knows what all could change. Uh, but it's it's obviously an important game for Minnesota, given the upcoming schedule. Um, and taking a peek ahead, of course, Christmas this weekend, the Wolves just have the one game the remainder of the week on Thursday against the Jazz. Then they get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Uh, and the Jazz game's a road game as well. So Tuesday, Thursday, on the road at Dallas, at Utah. Three days off, they get the Christmas weekend off and then come home to play Boston on Monday night, the 27th the Knicks on Tuesday, the 28th. So a back-to-back set, their first in a while, both games at Target Center before another three-game West Coast road trip, including Utah again, and then both LA teams. So um, another really tough stretch. I mean, Dallas is obviously below 500, but Utah, Boston, New York is playing much better. Utah again, both LA teams. It's not an easy schedule upcoming for Minnesota, and and, uh, they're going to put that streak on the line already here on Tuesday against Dallas in what should be a very winnable game. All right, that's all we have for today. We will have the post-game pod uh, immediately following Wolves-Mavs on Tuesday night. So be sure that you're following and you're subscribed to the show. If you are a regular listener, thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. Remember, the show's free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, and Odyssey. Of course, you can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and at BBeacon with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. 
That's all we have for today. Thanks again for listening to Locked On Wolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.